Hello and welcome to Level Up and Friends, where those of us from the video game and comic book store Level Up Entertainment get together some friends and we discuss topics we're passionate about. This week we're talking about the Nintendo GameCube. Uh, I'm your host, Scott, and joining me this week is Morgan. Hi, I'm Morgan. Um, you can find me online as Moglin, M-O-A-G-L-I-N. Uh, I'm Moglin on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, yada yada, or you can just lurk on uh, Level Up's page and you'll find me on there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, so lots of instances of you. <laughs> Always in costume, yeah. but you'll find me. Also joining us, we've got Katie. Hi, my name is Katie, a long time friend of the store. Um, you could usually find me online at uh, twitch.tv slash tronbon. That's T-R-0-N-B-0-N-N-E mm-hmm. or at um, twitch.tv slash poorlyplaygames. I usually just like playing a bunch of dumb video games, usually bootlegs or the weird stuff out there. Um, well, and I like doing it with my friends. <laughs> so yeah, I've definitely seen you play uh, some GameCube games, which I'm sure you're going to bring up later in this episode. But uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> joined, as usual, uh, is Kendall. You might be on the show the most besides me. It's between you and Harry. I haven't done the most. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Maybe that means I need to take a break. I don't know. Uh, hi, everybody. I'm Kendall. Um, don't follow me online, please. I don't post anything, but um, you can find me and my wife do a, a magical girl comic called Star Savior Bunny. You can find that on Instagram. Um, and we got stuff at the at the store all all day. Go in there, buy some comics. Say, uh, literally, we just as of this recording a day ago uh, got some spe- very special Miyazaki inspired Christmas cards uh, available for purchase. Uh, one with was it Cat Bus in front of like a hearth, and uh, one with Kiki doing like a Christmas delivery in front of like a full moon. They're yeah, very cute. Go cute. go check them out. You know. Those are only relevant for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Please go get them. Uh, yeah, I've already had people buy some of them, so uh, you know the limited. Yeah, um, I'll be right back. I have to <laughs> air it around. Can't make a quick go. But uh, today we're going to discuss uh, the GameCube, Nintendo's what fourth home console, um, the follow-up to the N64, and the precursor to the Wii. I guess it would be a little bit of that. I don't know if I would call that an awkward stage. I'd call that like more the N64 PlayStation 1 era, an awkward stage in gaming. This is when I think uh, 3D games kind of really kind of came into their own. Um, but GameCube's got a, better, a very special place in, uh, in my heart, as I'm sure it does the rest of you here. Um, it was the first and I think only console at this point where I actually waited in line for it like before the store opened to go get it. Oh, wow. Um, I went to, I waited with Best Buy at Best Buy and they had a deal where you could get like it in three launch games for uh, a special price. I picked Luigi's Mansion, uh, Rogue Squadron and NHL Hits 2002. Um, Some solid picks. <laughs> we're really good. I forget what other launch titles were. I think there was Super Monkey Ball and like some other stuff, maybe Madden. Um, but those were the games I was interested in. Uh, so that's what I got. And then I know Kendall and I specifically, because uh, it came out when we were in high school, we played a lot of it in high school. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so what's too much? Maybe. Yeah, I would argue. Well, I'd argue maybe not enough at this point. 
Mm, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, what's some of your guys' like experiences with the GameCube when it was uh, relevant, like uh, not relevant because it's still relevant today because people say, <laughs> but when it was contemporary, I should say. Um. Well, I know it was me and my sister. It was our first console that we bought with our allowance money. Um, we went on it together and got, um, I think it was Luigi's Mansion and Super Monkey Ball. I think it was actually, it might've been part of that deal that you were talking about. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I just remember Monkey Ball specifically because that was the one that me and my sister played the most together, but I was like the Nintendo nerd of the household. So Luigi's Mansion was definitely like my first experience, but I loved it. Oh my God. Yeah, still about, one of my favorite games. <laughs> Luigi's Mansion One holds up. Um, yes. How about you, Morgan? Um. So, the GameCube was the very first console that I kind of saw and was like, I I want that. I was in elementary school at the time. Yeah. <laughs> so I went from playing an NES uh, with my my parents and everything, and my friends had you know the Super Nintendo or the Nintendo sixty four. But I played enough with them that I was like, I don't really, you know, whatever. I like the games. And then I remember seeing the GameCube and like looking at my mom and dad and be like, that's what I want for Christmas. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'd like that, please. And my dad was kind of like, okay, well, I guess it is about time, you know, we go from the NES to something a little bit better. So I got that and Super Mario Sunshine. And I think uh, I was gifted Luigi's Mansion as well, um, and a couple other games. I don't, none that come to mind, but I was like over the moon excited because I was like, and I didn't realize how much I was going to love this console. It was mainly seeing like the games. I was like, I want to play that so bad, but I need to, this system. Mom and I, can you help me out here? <laughs> <laughs> so that was, that was my jump into, uh, some better consoles. And then, um, I've just loved it and I play it pretty consistently uh, ever since. So, and how about you, Kendall? Um, so for GameCube, I I think it was like when I started becoming aware of like console launches, like paying attention to that. Like I remember PS2 came out, I think maybe <coughs> a little bit earlier and that was like a huge deal or maybe it was the year no, definitely the year before. I think I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, I was very aware that like GameCube was coming out and I remember there was Mario 128 was like a rumored game. I don't know if you remember that. I do remember that. Oh my yeah. gosh. And it was like, oh, it's going to be the next Mario 64. I think it was um, even in Nintendo Power. I remember, I remember there being an article about it. Yeah, I remember there being like a screenshot from well, something. There was, there was a tech demo. It was like a video of like 128 Mario's just showing that the game ah, didn't render all of that. That's but, what it was. But people, because it's 128 and that's double of 64, people thought that was. <laughs> that's right. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Wow. I almost forgot all about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I didn't end up getting it until Christmas. Um, me and Scott had a mutual friend, Kevin, um, and he got it right at launch. And I remember I was like excited to go to his house and play it, specifically Luigi's Mansion. But um, he beat Luigi's Mansion the first 
day it was available. Yeah. And then that sounds like Kevin. He went to the this uh, local video game store at the the time called Funko Land and traded it in. He was the first person to trade in a GameCube game the day after launch. So I didn't get to play Luigi's Mansion until Christmas. I remember being bummed about that. Um, But yeah, yeah, love it. It was a fun system. Yeah, and I think one of its biggest strengths, and, and it had this, the N64 had this as well with the, the built-in four-player multiplayer, but I think, I don't know, something about the GameCube really, like like I mentioned at the top of the show, Kendall and I, you know, we were friends in high school, so we, us and a bunch of our friends would play it all the time, but there's so many games that were great on it, um, and we'll get into some of them more specifically when we talk about some of our favorite games, but like, you know, Smash Brothers, how many Mario parties were on there? Like three of them, right? yeah something like that yeah there was multiplayer zelda games there was like oh there was rogue squadron mm-hmm. star fox and like tons of great stuff that was on there freaking mario kart double dash might be the best mario kart game you know oh yeah but oh, one of my favorites yeah. <laughs> so, i kendall were you there that one uh, uh birthday party when we ended up staying up all night and just beat the whole game at our friend's house uh, Double Dash? Yeah, that might not I have been you. I think I went home. Yeah, you might have been earlier. <laughs> yeah, because um, yeah, I think you were the only one that was like didn't stay up the whole night and unlocked everything. Um, yeah, I, I forget <laughs> what, I didn't like live as close to everyone as, yeah. you know, I lived in the woods far away, so <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll go home. <laughs> yeah, it would take you a bit of time to get home, but, uh, you know, that was also when we were old enough to be like driving and things so we had a little bit more agency and getting together and playing with friends for this stuff yeah we would even play real double dash in our cars and yeah. switch drivers while going down the white I, I <laughs> yeah the police, stuff off of the back of your car the yeah. police did not appreciate that um especially when we're throwing turtles at people uh um oh. But yeah, I, I just remember, oh God, that's probably the console I played just the most hours in general on. Because uh, mm-hmm. again, that's when, you know, I, I, it came out when we were teenagers. So that's when I had more, yeah. I don't want to say free time, but like, you know, I was working and going to you know school and stuff. But, you know, I, my, my time was more dedicated by what I wanted to do rather than what my like parents were kind of dragging me around to, you know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, that makes us sound much older than uh, you, especially Morgan, talking about getting it in elementary school. I'm just uh, sitting here like, I remember asking my mom if I could go play it at people's houses. <laughs> yeah. No, we have like, um, I have a, I have a close friend group since like kindergarten and we still have a running joke. My parents used to hold these like poker nights with the neighborhood and all the kids would just sit in basements at various houses and play these it was like double dash was one we liked uh rayman arena was another one and we still have a ongoing feud about mario baseball um i have two friends who swore they had the best teams one was losing and turned the game off and we have not played it since and (laughs) every every year around christmas we we kind of nudge them to play it again and they swear they're not going to play it because the other person cheated so it's <laughs> yeah. Some life. So I moments. also love the multiplayer yeah. games yeah. for that. It's they're great. 
it's like when, that's like one of those moments that you can just bring up like oh yeah know, I, I have like 50 years old like yeah hey, remember that one time when you turned off that video mm-hmm. Shut up, everyone <laughs> yep. talk about it again we're not gonna talk about I it. have my GameCube plugged in in my living room and I have all my games out there and they came over recently and we played double dash together and then we tried to play Rayman and we were like I don't know what's going on these controls are terrible I can't even see anything and then next we were like so what about Mario baseball and he, my friend was like you should just get rid of that because it's never gonna happen <laughs> like, what is Mario not. baseball I've never heard of that game before <laughs> oh it was yeah exactly <laughs> it's a thing yeah <laughs> it's funny oh my gosh yeah, I, th- I think we all kind of have like an embarrassing story at least from that era i know mine is <laughs> we were playing uh uh smash brothers at one point and we got to the big blue stage and i started singing a stupid song to the music and i know kendall still brings it up from time to time <laughs> <laughs> I was dying. It was, song. it was like I think the most I'd ever seen you laugh at that point. We had to stop playing. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. This sounds a little bit like a segue. Let's talk about some of our favorite games for it. Um, and one of the ones I was going to bring up, we might as well just get out of the way, is Super Smash Brothers Melee. Um, it's still competitively played to this day. Um, I was mm-hmm. never that good. Uh, to be competitive in it but you know it was always fun just to mess around and um, I remember that was one of the things I wanted a GameCube for because I remember when I first saw screenshots of it and like Donkey Kong and things I was like oh my god this looks like real life Um, (laughs) things will never look better than this Um, but I'd already loved it so much on the N64 and the N64 one looks bad by N64 standards like graphically so this was like a huge jump and then they had they released the original cinematic I was like, oh my god, it's got Bowser and Peach and all these like other characters. I was like even excited for the Ice Climbers, even though I always hated their game. <laughs> um, yeah. I was one, I was the first game I went and pre-ordered, like, and I paid it ahead of time, and I I had to wait until after school, but like I was like I got to go to the mall, like you have to go to EB Games. I might have even pre-ordered it from Wes. Um, I was like I have to go get it. Oh my like, immediately. gosh. <laughs> um, but yeah, the lead up to that game was so exciting, and then I remember unlocking characters and being really excited and being really confused because like the last three were like Roy Marth and Mr. Game and Watch who I'd never heard of but I was so stoked when you two showed up because he was one of the characters I wanted the most um, oh my god I'll nothing, never forget that announcement uh, nothing nothing will nothing will beat that for me uh you know especially because like now the internet like they kind of announce all the characters ahead of time um yeah. although when they announced Sonic the Hedgehog for Brawl, that was something else too. But that's a story <laughs> story from when we talk about the Wii. Um, yeah, uh, played it. We played it so much. Um, like basically every time we hung out, we ended up playing Smash Brothers for at least a little bit. Um, yeah. And like some of our friends were really good at it, so we had to play on like timed rather than stock. Like remember, Andre was just so good at it that like. Yeah, we we couldn't. <laughs> we could all team up against him and just could not win. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot how good he was. And he was Jigglypuff and would just sleep on us and just kill us every single like second. It was yeah. awful. Yeah, that was. Yeah, never that good. Yeah, <laughs> and then especially we, with Jigglypuff. Yeah, and then I remember going to college and everyone else being way better than the rest of us. But the way I saw myself winning is if I annoyed everyone else enough that they had a bad time, 
<laughs> I considered myself yep. having one. So uh, my roommate was really bad at playing against the ice climbers. So I ended up getting pretty good at them. <laughs> um, but uh, he was so good with Yoshi. He could like put his eggs wherever he wanted. It made me so mad. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, it's one of my favorite games just in general just the, the amount of time like we would just play it over and over and it never got old but yeah so like you said still people are people are competitively playing that yeah so figuring might as well get the the one that everyone's going to kind of expect us to talk about right off the bat out of the way <laughs> sure. as, as one of the ones i wanted to bring up myself uh morgan there was one i would also have brought up but i assume you're going to pick it as your, <laughs> yeah. as your favorite uh, might... I know you hate it, so well, I'm no, sorry. we're gonna be talking about different no. games then because I really like the one. Oh, okay, no, no, never mind. I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah it's probably my yeah, it's probably my favorite game of all time. Um, I love uh, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. Mm-hmm. It's that was the first uh, Legend of Zelda game. Again, I played the one on the NES, but this was the first one that I played and got into and was actively obsessed with. I used to try to just sail around and like find all the secrets myself. I was like extremely naive and didn't even realize like guides existed or anything until like I'm older now and I replay it. I'm like, oh, now I need to walk through for this. <laughs> like, how did I do this before? But um, yeah, I just, I love the story. Uh, I love the characters. I think that game has some of the best characters in any of the Legend of Zelda games to this day. I agree um, with that, yeah. Yeah, it's just great. And like I said, just that open world was amazing to me. And even the remaster on the Wii U, it's like, it looks good. It really doesn't look that different though. Wind Waker is one of those games I'll like annually play on the GameCube and it holds up except for the camera. The the inverted camera kills me, but that's just GameCube's thing. but to this day, I'm just like, like playing the Wii U version. I'm like, they didn't really change much. I think they, they didn't really, have to though. Yeah, I and think it, all they it really, looks great. I think all they really did was change the lighting engine and make it like widescreen. Exactly. And they tweaked all a couple of things so you could like send pictures and stuff uh, via yeah. the the online service. I'm completely blanking on what yeah. it's called now. Meverse is that was that what it was? Meverse, yeah, I think it's Meverse. Yeah, Thanks. which was fun because that was an easy way to get all of the statues. Yeah. Did you did you yeah. do that back on the GameCube? I did that um, in one of my later playthroughs. Like I said, that's a game I probably play at least once a year. Mm-hmm. A few times I've gone through and I've done all the hearts, and one time I did go through and do all the, the photos, the figures. Yeah. I did all the figurines <laughs> on one of my playthroughs, like back in the day because i i also played it a lot yeah. i really loved it too i love um, it i mean if you want to hear the us music? Gush- yeah oh, it's so good i mean we did a whole episode on zelda where i think you and i gushed on that for a while oh yeah yeah um, long time it's 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 one of the games i think still holds up today yeah era, where most of these kinds of games like really age kind of not great especially the mm-hmm. 64 era but like this gamecube was i think the cartoony nature of wind waker I think really was a strong suit. Like I know everyone had a big backlash against that initially. With June, yeah. 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 With Toon Link. I remember thinking it looked bad once you started, I saw videos of it and how expensive, expressive it was. Like I was never bothered by that. Well, that's, that's the cool thing. Like each of the bosses are so different and like they have some awesome like color schemes and it's like that cartoony 
just like it, it adds to it and I love it for that like and like the characters of, <laughs> coming off of games like um like Ocarina of Time and Major and like specifically for me Majora's Mask I oh, mean yeah. that being as dark and mm-hmm. like brooding as it is and then going into something like the Wind Waker it was like yeah. Okay, I'm here yeah, to this. It's just, plus, it's like, I love fun. cartoons, so yeah, it's fun. Like, it, I can't, it, I can't really imagine that game in like another style working as well no. as it did. Like, it if, you, if you think of it, like you said, with like Ocarina of Time, like the exploration, I don't think would have been, I guess, just as fun. Yeah, it just. And worked. then they were like, "Oh, here's Twilight Princess. We're dark again." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go back to dark and brooding again. No, yeah, I think no, Twilight no worries, Princess, everyone. Yeah, I think Twilight Princess was a gross overcorrection. Also, a GameCube game. Yeah. Um, but yeah. between the two of them, I'd take Wind Waker uh, 10 times out of 10, you know. Hands down, yeah. I I liked Twilight Princess, but... It's fine. I, and I played I played the GameCube one, but, like, I think it was just, like, the moment in time. Like, I, I played Wind Waker when I was... Oh God, how old was I? Probably, I think I was just going into high school, so it hit me, like, right at that time that, like, I was super into Zelda. It was, like... A, a, you know, like you said, the, um, like sailing on the open sea, the yeah. whole like open world thing. I was like, I can go anywhere. Wow. Yeah, it felt so massive yeah. at the time, but playing, like playing again more recently as an adult, I'm like, wow, this is really small. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's so and then different you're, now. You're used to like Breath of the Wild now. You're like, wow. Okay. Yeah. You're like, okay, no, this is okay. If it doesn't world. take me three hours to walk there, I don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> I have no time for that. Just yeah. travel everywhere. Forget yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, poor Kendall doesn't play Zelda games, so. <laughs> Kendall! <laughs> I like the top-down Zelda games. I never really got into the 3D ones. That's fair fun. enough, fair enough. I think I'm a little bit <laughs> of the opposite. I, I found I kind of prefer the 3D ones to the top-down ones. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I've always wanted to try. Uh, unfortunately, one of my first tries was Twilight Princess. Oh. And I couldn't figure out how you you had to, like, heard some animals in the beginning yeah. oh my god the goat it just couldn't yeah. make it happen so yeah. i turned it off and never did it again <laughs> I twilight princess wow. gave very little direction and it was extremely long yeah like i remember i went back once they did the wii u remake too and i was like oh i played it on the gamecube but only like once or twice i'm gonna go back and try it out and i remember thinking i was almost done like 10 times and then being like wait i didn't even get to this temple i didn't do this yet <laughs> this yet and then i was just like i don't it was really long i almost forgot like just how massive that game was mm-hmm. like comparative to uh, you know the ones that we grew up with like twilight princess was pretty massive yeah yeah it's a, i mean it's a technical amazement you know feat for a gamecube game you know sure um i just i just found it so uncompelling and ugly like <laughs> i agree with that <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I did a similar thing where i was like I, it's one of my least favorite zelda games and then when the wii u one came out because i was going to get it anyway because i collect the zelda games like physically but like i was like oh you know what oh it's been a while i'll give this one a new a new fair shake and like it's it's not a bad game it's just not as good <laughs> as the the temples have some really good themes and stuff but it doesn't hit as well as like wind wakers does yeah like i think it's because of that art style and even though here's a cool sand temple but it's dark here's a cool snow temple but it's dark and you're just like everything's just dark okay and you know what like wind waker has less temples than the average zelda game and 
a big thing mm-hmm. for it is like when they were doing the Wii U one, because I know there was a bunch of cut stuff that they just cut for time. It's like, you know what would be really cool yeah. if they kind of like revisited it and built and like gave us some new dungeons that. that they were supposed to have, but they didn't, they didn't do that. They didn't have to do with that. No. So no. But I was like, that would have been really a really cool thing to add just because I want more of that game. And then yeah. we got some <laughs> DS sequels and I hate them because they hate the way they control. But anyway, I hated that's... everything about the DS sequels. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> So Kendall, uh, what's one of your favorite games from uh, GameCube? Um, so if we, you know, moving past the Smash and the Double Dash, the game I bought probably played the most on my own um, is yeah. <laughs> Dreamcast game, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. Yep. Um, I just, I don't, Thinking back, I cannot even fathom why I was so excited to play a game that was just released like a couple <laughs> years before <laughs> with new stuff. But I, I played the crap out of it. I don't and, think you were alone. I, <laughs> no, you were not <laughs> at all. I was so stoked for a Sonic game on a Nintendo console. I like this so since the only Sega console I ever had was the Genesis and I loved Sonic I, it's the reason I bought it but like it was my first Sonic game since the Genesis era oh wow yeah so I was pretty stoked on it oh um, and just just the idea of a Sonic game on a Nintendo console was like mind melting for me um, <laughs> so yeah if you didn't bring that one up I was going to eventually uh <laughs> <laughs> just just for that experience alone but like i, so Kendall, I you, you had it for dreamcast too right yep i had it for dreamcast <laughs> um i played the crap out of it and then got it for gamecube and they added some like multiplayer aspects but um they also had a secret level if you could like collect all of these emblems mm-hmm and holy smokes i've sunk so much time into it and then i remember accidentally deleting the file for some reason didn't you have like didn't you get all of them no i never got them all All right i thought the story was you got all of them no i got really close but i i never got them maybe That'll be a project for one day. So in case anyone's listening and doesn't know, the secret unlockable level, if you get all of the emblems, is a 3D recreation of Green Hill Zone uh, from the first Sonic the game. Just the first level of the first Sonic game. Yeah. Did, oh did you God, get to I play never. that ever? I've never, no, I never, I've never played, played it. it. It's emblems? in this disc. <laughs> yeah. The emblems are too hard to get, man. Like, some of them are ridiculous. Yeah, especially on some of those uh, knuckles and oh, knuckles where you're climbing and climbing. Oh, climbing. Well, speaking of knuckles, let's memories. talk about the soundtrack a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I okay, wanna, on more than one occasion, yeah. my friends have put that on the ox on our way home from bars. That mm-hmm. soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> It's just amazing. It's, you just didn't care back like then. Like the Pumpkin Hill rap? Are you kidding Yeah. That's what's up. Just. I used to play that level over and over because of that song. It was a jam. It was so good. It was so good. It was so bad. 
that's a game that I didn't play until I was older. I I got with my boyfriend in high school, and I remember he was like, "Oh, you have a GameCube? Well, I have all these GameCube games, and I don't have a GameCube." I was like, first of all, match made in heaven. Also, gimme. And <laughs> one of one of those was Sonic Adventure Battle Two, and he's like, "No, you have to try this." And I remember playing through it and being like, "This game is amazing and so corny. I love it. Like the dialogue of the characters, like everything Shadow said, made me like crack up laughing every single time. <laughs> so I was good. like, "This is amazing." And like the soundtrack, I was like, "How did I I not?" play this gem back in the day when it came out because i love it i love it it's great i was gonna say i really loved sonic adventure 2 battle so much that uh when they remastered the first one second for some reason it's not adventure dx i remember renting it at blockbuster and like not being as into it for some reason <laughs> it's I, definitely do- doesn't hold up as well as two does and yeah. i'd argue that two doesn't hold up all that well to begin with no, yeah not. it's yeah. worth a playthrough if you've never played it i'll say that but probably not more than one yeah <laughs> one is good enough you need it. yeah yeah <laughs> but for the dialogue alone it's worth progressing it's like, yes okay it's great and the chow chows adorable oh i did spend a oh lot of time i would I die did. for them yeah <laughs> so one of my favorite things about gamecube um was the connectivity to Game Boy Advance, um, which we can talk about that a lot more in depth, but specifically like Sonic, you were able to like take your chow with you in the Game Boy Advance. So I just like be on the bus to school, gotta feed my chow and (laughs) teach him how to read or or something. And then I just remember them, because they home. were like Tamagotchis. I was yeah. like, dude, it's like a Tamagotchi, but it's Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> I was all about it. <laughs> no, if you guys didn't bring up being able to take your child on the go, I would have to. And I know that was something they did on the GameCube too with the VM, or not GameCube, uh, with the Dreamcast with the VMU too, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, even more. So the worst part about the connectivity was. Um, batteries you always needed batteries i think um yeah and it was even worse on the dreamcast because the vmu took like watch batteries yeah (laughs) it's just like usually you can just steal some batteries from the remote if you have to and then yeah it'll be like oh dang it so yes me child has watch batteries laying around my house (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh but that was that was i think that might was that the first game to use that? It was at least the first one I ever was aware of doing it. If it wasn't the first, it was, it was first. early. Yeah, it, it might have been the first one I used as well. Yeah. But I know Kendall and I will eventually talk about some other games that were required GBAs. Um, but, you know, first, let's talk to Katie about what's one of your favorite GameCube games. <laughs> so um, mine's going to be a little bit of, you know, my favorite and a little bit of the underappreciated because I know you wanted us to pick one yeah. of those. I like I, I like to highlight some underappreciated stuff when we talk about consoles. <laughs> this is gonna definitely go under both categories. That's fine. Um, so my favorite game ever, and I have it somewhere, but it's buried, uh, is Mega Man X Command Mission for the GameCube. And it was also on the PS2, but the GameCube mm-hmm. one was better. Uh, <laughs> Shots fired. Um, 
so yeah, many shots fired. I, I will I will defend it to the end of time. Many lemons <laughs> blasting or whatever, you know, Mega Man kind of reference. Yeah. Haha, <laughs> lemons. Yeah. No, so basically this was a for those who have played Mega Man X before, which I hope some of you have. Um it was their first foray into the RPG land. I don't know why anybody asked for, or if anyone even asked for uh, a Mega Man X RPG, but I'm pretty sure they didn't. But this is probably one of the funniest, corniest, just weirdest games I have ever played on the face of the planet. And I love every second of it. <laughs> um, it's basically like the story is it's, you know, it's the whole like, uh, oh, the government's trying to kill all of humanity. Oh, these robots are going to fight against the government. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I can't imagine a, a world where that happens. <laughs> I was going to say too real. <laughs> very uh, political story. However, it is very like Star Wars-y. So it kind of, you know, fits into that, I guess, that realm for me. But just the voice acting's horrific. The writing is terrible. It's I mean, so... It, it wouldn't be a 3d mega man game if it wasn't those things you know <laughs> exactly but like that's kind of why i love it so much and I, I mean i'm also a huge mega man x fan that i should preface with that but like um yeah i don't know it's it's people look at this game and they're just like wait wh why why does this exist like I, nobody I, asked for this i know you've streamed it on poorly played games because i've watched you play it uh yeah i'm actually attempting to speed run it um i don't ask why um i really i don't know it's just one of those that i love this game so much so i'm trying to break it as much as possible yeah. <laughs> and um out of love out of love yes yeah you heard Fairly it out, out of love, love you know yeah you know <laughs> <laughs> no but it's you know it's everybody has one of those like guilty pleasure games that like nobody really likes admitting that they like too much i don't even care. This is my favorite game of all time. <laughs> it's my guilty pleasure game, underappreciated game, favorite game of all time. Who cares? It, <laughs> go play it. It's really good. It's <laughs> also <laughs> had a command mission. It was, uh, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so I was, and still, I still, I love a good or a bad JRPG. Um, yes. And I remember when um, the Metal Mega Man Battle Network um, series was like first launched. I was like, oh shoot, like a JRPG Mega Man. It was around the same but, time actually. Yeah, and it wasn't exactly that. It was a it little was bit different. different. It was, like, they tried to do like a fantasy RPG, like turn-based, like, or yeah, that's what I mean. Turn-based RPG game, but with Mega Man. Yeah. And I remember, <laughs> okay, sure. I played, played the crap out of it, but I didn't beat it. I, I feel like every area was very similar, and I was just like, "Is this game over yet?" Yes, and I it, was, it, in for it was kind of one of those like, um, it's one of those games that you weren't really sure. Like, you grow up not really sure if it actually existed or if it was one of those things that you just kind of dreamt or like made up in the in the back of your head. <laughs> But then you go back and you play it and you're like, wait, this was real. <laughs> it's like one of those games. It's like those like surreal experiences that you just kind of like you mention have. it. And then so many people, it just comes back to them. They're like, oh my God. They're I, like, wait, that I was in the depth of my brain. Yes. For like it's one of those years. experiences. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, 
it's unconventional, but it's, you know, it, I don't even know if that's the right word, but you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, that's definitely one of my favorites. <laughs> Weird, but you know. Didn't they give him a, a laser scarf or something crazy? Yes, they did. <laughs> when you press the dash button, he has a really cool laser scarf that comes off of him. I don't know. It's the most ridiculous thing. Capcom was going through some things back then. That's, that's, it, they were, well, it was a rough period. Looking <laughs> back on just the Mega Man series in general, man, that is a weird franchise. It, yes. Like almost, uh, like almost from the beginning, um, maybe not so much the NES era, but like, cause I can't remember any like big spinoffs there, but like, you know, when they licensed them out to Captain N, uh, they change him. It looks absolutely nothing like Mega Man. Even just the first <laughs> Mega Man's been through time. some stuff. Yeah, let me say, <laughs> our poor little guy. He's been through some. Uh, anyway, he's been through some stuff. We're gonna definitely do a Mega Man episode because I know you have a lot to discuss with it, Katie. Well, <laughs> I can uh, discuss all the Mega Man. <laughs> no, there's so much. There's so much ground to cover with Mega Man. Um, but let's move so on much. with GameCube stuff. Um, Please, Kendall. What's another one of your uh, your favorites there? Um, so a game I had a lot of fun playing with, um, with a friend group in my hometown was uh, the remake of, I feel like everything is a remake in my pile. <laughs> yeah. Um, the remake of Resident Evil, um, huh. I played Resident Evil 2 for PlayStation and then, yeah, the next generation later, they've... They remade the first one and it was like me and my friends, we grew up in the woods. It was always yeah. dark and we loved we <laughs> to be scared. Um, and this like scared the crap out of us. Oh, that game scared me so bad. I never played another Resident Evil game again. <laughs> oh my God. That um, was one of the first games that my dad bought for the GameCube for like geez. his his enjoyment. And I remember like my sister and I at night, he's like, you got to go in your room. I have to play Resident Evil. It's too scary. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd hear him like, he'd, like hollering in the other room. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, you guys can't be around for this. It's, it's way too scary. We were in the same situation. We grew up in the woods and he's like, you will be afraid to walk from the car to the house if you watch 10 minutes of this game. <laughs> oh, no, I was playing it. I rented again. I rented it. I was playing it. I got a little into it. The first time a crimson head popped up, it scared me so bad. But like, there's a part where <laughs> the dog jumps through the window unexpectedly. Yep. And my neighbor's dog barked at the oh, exact same God. time. And I was like, nope, and just left. <laughs> uh, I was like, I'm not playing this ever again. Nope. Um, uh, oh, yeah. But like, I think be I think if I owned it, I might have pushed through it because, but because I rented it, I was like, I had like one day left. I was like, I'm not playing it and just brought it back. Um, <laughs> You're like, I have to pull an all-nighter for this and it's not happening. Uh, <laughs> but from what I know of Resident Evil, I think I would have got frustrated with some of the really like esoteric puzzles and stuff and just stopped playing it. Just my personal gaming style of the time. Like now I could probably play it and be fine, but um, I just know then I wouldn't have had the patience and I would have been too on edge at any moment to like really want to push through it. Um, it was, that, um... That's me. It was a game like I didn't mind like playing with my friends and passing the controller around because like I don't know maybe it would have been too scary if I was like by myself but you know it, it's like four teenage boys sitting on a couch and huh. then like I remember they added this boss 
who's just like this like zombie girl with her hands bound together and she can like walk a little faster than a regular zombie and, like, took too many bullets to kill and just like I was ter- I was terrified to like walk home from my friend's house after oh my going. god <laughs> This thing's gonna pop out of the woods. She's gonna eat me. <laughs> it's never been there before, but tonight it will be. No. It'll totally be there. <laughs> I mean, that's some of the best, like, scary experiences. Like, if it's movies and whatnot, you have them with your friends, and like, you actually kind of get into your brain yeah. a little bit. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think maybe if I, I maybe would have been more okay if I was playing with friends or something, but by myself, like at night, like, nope, that was an end of that. And, I, and true story, I've never played another Resident Evil game since. <laughs> Um, I gotta commend y'all for even being able to play them. I'm such a scaredy oh, cat. Yeah. I can't yeah. do it. Yep. I can't. Like, the scary games games I play is uh, The Last of Us. <laughs> I won't even do that. I, like, I am I, such a scaredy cat. I'm oh that God. person who like screams and cries playing like Tomb Raider Uncharted when things get a little supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. And well, like we'll the see. last of us, I was like, well, yeah. it's eight o'clock at night. Can't play this uh, till 10 a.m. tomorrow. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Not I'll, I'll stick with my happy Super Mario. That's, yeah. I'm good well, with that. <laughs> I mean, talking about Super Mario, like I think Luigi's Mansion's a good spooky game. I, I mentioned in our, our horror like. game episode, like it actually scared me when I was a kid for playing it for the first time. Um, <laughs> when, when the part where like you're almost at the end of the game and then like a, like lightning hits the, the mansion and the power goes out and you have to like yes. go through the whole place but like now again, everything's scary. All the ghosts. Like, ghosts are everywhere again because all the lights are out and you have to get to the basement to get to the breakers and you haven't been there before but you can't really see where you're going because it's dark now oh it was so scary to me at the time like in a good way yeah like no that also kind of that legit scared me as a as a kid because yeah. that was a legit fear of mine was all the lights going off in the house oh. and having to go down to the basement to like flip them back on i one of those irrational fears i i guess but like mm. i yeah no straight up like luigi's mansion scared me as a child that's <laughs> why i couldn't play resident oh. evil <laughs> yeah i was okay with the the spooky <laughs> aspect of that i will say i did hate that baby Oh, the baby, baby ghost. I hated oh, that ghost. <clears throat> that one was creepy. Uh, everything else I was all right with yeah. at, at the time. Well, let's go from a, a dark, foreboding Mario game and go to a bright, sunny one, because I know what your other game you want to talk about, Morgan, is. Uh, yeah, it's Super Mario Sunshine. Yeah. That is that is the other game that I, I have played annually for about 10 years now i love it i love it i love everything about it i know scott has some <laughs> i have issues with opinions it. Otherwise. Yeah. but we were saying before the episode it's one of those games that everybody you know either loves it or they hate it there's there's no in between i don't know I, that's in between on it yeah. i i just i think every level um or i guess you'd say area in that game is so fun and different and the enemies are great. There's some repetitive uh, levels themselves with like the coins and the secret things, and like also uh, f all the secret levels where you're angry, <laughs> <laughs> where where the yeah. Um, but that that's a game that it, and it's another one that still holds up. I think because of its cartoony style. Um, on the GameCube, it's fun to play again besides the inverted control uh the camera controller but 
um it's it's just so good and like this the music's fun and the just just everybody in the game is fun yoshi's fun i just love it <laughs> and that was that was why i wanted a gamecube because i remember seeing that and being like dad uh f the nes marios i want that one <laughs> yeah. like i'm tired of mario brothers i want that <laughs> yeah. and he was like all right all right <laughs> Katie, you're a sunshine guy too, right? I am a sunshine guy. Actually, that is also my other favorite game that I was going to pick. So I will, I will absolutely echo your sentiments there, Morgan. Um, Super Mario Sunshine is my favorite Mario game, hands down. I agree. Full stop. Okay, I would have guessed. I would have guessed Super Mario RPG, knowing you. Well, okay. Right. <laughs> Let's not get too technical. Okay, Ma- mainline, mainline Mario right. game, Super right, Mario Sunshine. Or, okay, three okay, D Mario game. Let's do that. All right. Mario Sunshine is my favorite. I think it's better than sixty four. I think it's better than Galaxy. I think it's yeah. Like I like I am in the boat of the best <laughs> Mario game. Um, I know a lot of people hate it, just like Morgan said. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of people that don't like Mario Sunshine, especially now that it's been re-released on the Switch. A mm-hmm. lot of people are very like, wow, this game was programmed horribly. The controls are terrible. The camera is awful. Yeah. Like, I don't like the controls. Something about it just doesn't the, feel right. The it's Switch release did butcher the controls. They but did. that's not, I wouldn't blame that on the game because playing on the GameCube, I never had an issue with the controls themselves. And neither did I. So that's why I was kind yeah. of like, when everybody was saying, wow, the controls are really bad. I was like, you know what? I agree with that, but I don't remember that being- No. Like, oh, I, I, I always I always had that complaint with the GameCube version. And you know, really? this is another thing that kind of stinks about Super Mario 3D All-Stars is why didn't they support GameCube controllers for that game? I know. Yeah. I was bummed. I was yeah. like, dude, I wanted to play Mario Sunshine with like the GameCube controllers. And yep. I couldn't. But I mean, you know, regardless, it, it it did it did outline a lot of those like problems that I remember people bringing up when I was when, you know, when we were younger. But like I think the style, like Morgan said, like the style of the game. And like the, like the cartoony, you know, it was so happy and sunshiny and all that kind of stuff. It, that kind of like overpowered all of the negative stuff. So I feel like that stuck with me more going into like my adult years than anything else did. But then again, you know, it it is one of those games that you either love it or you hate it. Yeah. There's no in between. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was another one of those games where I remember like going through on my own and finding all the secrets, like mm-hmm. all of the additional like blue coins and this and that, and like just feeling really, I guess, like fulfilled playing. Yeah, it. like and collecting. Find, like, yeah, exactly. And, and it, was, it was is, just a fun game to explore as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is probably an age thing because I had that exact same feeling about Mario 64. It's one of the first game. Well, not the first game. But I, I got all the stars and stuff in it. I was just in love with, with exploring it and playing the levels over and over again. Um, yeah. But um, Mario Sunshine was very satisfying. I, I just loved cleaning. It was the, that's what it was. The ink off of everything. It was. It was. It was so weird progression from the first shine sprite you get. The, the island gets a little sunnier. Everybody gets a little happier, and you're like, "Dang, I'm helping the environment." Yeah. Yeah. I really uh, like this. 
I guess I'm the minority on this. I don't, I like to keep the, the podcast more positive. It's just one of those things that controls just didn't feel right to me. So like I couldn't get into it. Um, but it, yeah, I love sense. the, I love the idea of the game. I love the way it looks. I wish you didn't have to work so hard to unlock like Mario's vacation outfit. Cause I would just play the whole game like that. I might've pushed through if that's what he looked like, you know, with his like sunglasses and like tropical shirt. And stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Oh my God. But uh, speaking of Mario, I want to talk about my favorite non-mainline Mario game, uh, Paper Mario and Thousand Year Door. Um, and this is something I did. I This is not nostalgia talking. I only played the Paper Mario games for the first time like three years ago. Um, I played Paper Mario 1 on N64. I really enjoyed it. And I was like, oh, let me go get Thousand Year Door and just move right into that. And like, man, what a great experience. It's so weird it's such a weird game like there's like a side like the piantas from from sunshine are in it but they're like the mob in this game and there's like a side quest where you have to like get there like like do something like like put like there's a star-crossed lovers thing i think with the one of the main blob boss's daughter so you have to like do a bunch of like missions for him um oh luigi continually shows up in the game and he's having an adventure like you and you get to like he's basically telling you what he's doing and then you meet his weird companions and they're like luigi's the worst person ever he's doing this thing for all of us um it's so worst funny. person ever the characters in it are so weird like vivian the shadow people like they're so not typical to mario characters like the world are so distinct and, and memorable there's like a whole world where you have to be like a, a professional wrestler and you get basically like a little scrappy do yoshi um it, I heard about that. There's like, there's a so bunch of fun. little Easter eggs in it. It's really cute. Oh, it's such a fun game. It's so weird and absurd, but like it all comes together in such a satisfying way that like none of the other Paper Mario since really captured. Um, I mean, Super Paper Mario is also really weird, but it doesn't play like a regular Paper Mario game. So it's like hard to put it in the same way. But since then they just blandified it and like they're all just classic Mario like toads and stuff. But like that was the last time they really were out of their way to like experiment uh, with the Mario universe, I think, in a way that like I kind of miss, in which they would bring back. Like they sort of did that with Odyssey, just with like the different worlds kind of having different art styles, which I appreciate. Which oh, I, I love that, that game too. But uh, yeah, Super Paper Mario. It's kind of hard to get by. Get it's fairly expensive. I really wish they'd port some of that stuff to the Switch or make more available. Um, because it's something I think everyone should play. Even if you're not into RPGs, um, it's not overwhelming you with like stats and things. It's not just you pick an attack and you do it. Like you do have to do like little time things. You're always engaged by it. Um, your party members will do different things like in the world. Like you get this like old sea captain bomb and like you can use him to blow up different areas of the map to unlock more ways to go. Yeah. Uh, just as an example, you can ride your little Yoshi around. Um, he can walk on the spikes and do like Yoshi things. In the real world, oh, it's so cool. Uh, I don't know if any of you it guys just, played that. That's one that I haven't actually played yet. I love the Paper Mario series, but I've never played Thousand Year Door. I'd argue Thousand Year Door might be the best one of the bunch. A Paper Mario Door is also really good, though. That's my favorite. <laughs> I like the one on the sixty-four a lot. Yeah. I just wanna. Anyone who's listening to this and not watching it, I want everyone to know that Scott was so excited talking about Thousand Year Door that he 
put his hands to his temples as if receiving a psychic <laughs> communication, like communication. It, I so I guess that means I have to go play Thousand Year Door. <laughs> no, like now I really want to, like Scott, you legit made me want to go play this oh. like today. I mean, <laughs> like, I've got, I, I've got a I'm copy excited. you if you want. Um, yeah. <laughs> But it's one of the ones like I don't. Dude, I'm excited. Outside of Paper Mario circles, people talk about, it, but like in the general like gaming sphere, like nobody mentions it. And like it's, I guess that kind of leads us into like underrated gems a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like what are some games that like you guys think deserve a little bit more attention than people like necessarily give? I know, Katie, you kind of did that with a uh, command mission a little bit, and I guess <laughs> yeah, I, I'm good. You, I guess you I just did ahead. a similar thing with Thousand Year Door. Uh, but what about you, Morgan? Um, okay, so mine was like Katie's. It was um, also released on, I believe, PlayStation. Um, it is, <laughs> it is another one of those guilty pleasures. It is Tack in the Power of Juju. Okay, <laughs> I don't know if any of you ever played that. <laughs> I remember it. Yes. The only thing I know about, <laughs> yeah. The only thing I know about it, Tack is. Whenever I see those games, I was like, should I be offended by this somehow? <laughs> Tech is one of those games where I think my my friend had mentioned like wanting it and I looked into it and I was like, you know, that would be a good, a good game. So we like we came to the agreement, we were like, all right, we'll split it and then we'll we'll either play it together or like I'll give it to you afterwards, whatever. And I remember playing this game and being like, it is, first of all, just hilarious. It is so funny. I mean, like, what's funnier than a tribe of people called the Poopanoonoo people? Okay, like, come on. It's like the first five seconds of the game, you're like, okay, this is already outrageous. (laughs) And um, the gameplay was pretty simple, but I remember there being some really funny, like, almost like multi-game, multi, uh, or mini games, I'm sorry. like he's running around in a chicken costume in parts of the game. He's throwing sheep in parts of the game. Um, there's like scary parts in that game. I remember you're like basically raising the dead in one part and you're like, what is happening? Um, but it was, it, it was really good. And the story, I remember being really good. Uh, I've gone back and I've, I, I didn't finish it, but I started it again and it was the same thing. It was like the first 10 minutes I was cracking up. I was like, this is so ridiculous, this game. <laughs> and it was good enough to have two. They had uh, the dream, I think it was the dream staff, staff of dreams. Um, I remember playing that one as a kid too and getting through it pretty quickly, but not liking it as much as the first. But like, I feel like no one really talks about them. It's like Katie's where you mention it and people are like, oh, I forgot that existed. Yeah. <laughs> Which is amazing because that, in the that depths had a of my brain, too, right? <laughs> it did have a cartoon. Oh yeah. yeah, the cartoon came out after the game, I believe. Yeah, it was Nickelodeon. It was Nick, yeah, it was Nickelodeon. Yeah, I remember Nick's... being really into the game and then not enjoying the cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, because he was a Nicktoon, he showed up in a couple <clears throat> of Nicktoon games as well. Yeah, That's yeah, right. Oh my yeah. god, I remember that. That that game is it's hilarious. It's so funny. I love it. Uh, maybe I'll give it a second shot. I think it was like real kitty, and I was more older than I think it. I wanted to, you know, the target audience for that. Um, it's funny. There's some good characters in that one too. Like, 
the old man in the beginning telling you like what to do is just like insane <laughs> and it's, it's just fu- funny as an adult to like sit there and listen to this guy <laughs> she he's got like a couple uh like fairy companions and they're pretty cool too it's, it's good all right, yeah. give it a shot at some point. Uh, how about you, Kendall? What's one of your <laughs> underappreciated games? Um, so maybe it's not. So it is Zelda okay. Four Swords Adventure. You must and... knock my mic over. <laughs> I, I was going to bring that one up if no one else did. So, Thank but, oh, oh well, cool. I, maybe why don't you take it away? Because I only wanted to play it with buds and because that was just such a hard thing to do i i had a lot of fun when i did play it but it was one i never beat but you did right no i never beat it either uh because i was in the same boat um so again it was annoying to get together because everyone had to have a game boy advance and a link to play full batteries yeah and full batteries (laughs) oh my Um, god Take those batters. <laughs> uh, so we only got to play it a couple of times, but like you know, I mentioned before, I'm a big Zelda guy. It's like, oh my god, a Zelda game I can play with friends. It's really annoying by yourself to having to control everyone at once. Um, but part of the trouble is, is like sometimes we'd play it and you get like a bad actor who'd get the bombs and just blow everyone up over and over again. And you never progress. Yep. <laughs> um, but it's a game I would love to go back to because it's one they've never like. Bring it to the Switch. Everyone's got their own screen. It would be so easy. Thank uh, you. Um, this is an easy port. I mean, well, it's easy money. We talk about that, but I have another game I'm going to bring up that should have been an easy port um, for similar reasons. But uh, I would love to, to get back and play that. Because again, it would be just probably more annoying now because who still has got GBAs lying around, you know? Yeah. I still mean, got some, one somewhere. Some of us probably do, but like, I don't. Like, I, I do. Yeah. Too. Ah, well, maybe we'll, <laughs> maybe we'll maybe we'll get together and play it and do it. As- yeah, post COVID, let's stream this game. Yeah, dude, I'm it. about it. I um, love that game. But yeah, no, it's such a fun concept because, like, you know, you go into like your own little like alcoves and stuff, and then your character would go down to your screen. So that way, like, you know, when you're shopping or doing like other things, you you don't have to rely on all the other players. Um. But yeah, now Four Swords Adventures is one I, I would love to go back and play. I remember, I think the first fight is like Phantom Ganon, and it's the classic like he shoots a ball at someone, but like you'd be different colors, and like you'd end up bouncing them around, so everyone has to pay attention. Uh, because like say he shoots it to the green one, like they could have to hit it to the red one if they're not positioned correctly, like they get hit and you basically kill each other. Like it's a lot more difficult. That's right, it was color coded. Yeah. Didn't they try to do um a similar game on the 3ds so the 3ds one, which one was that well so on the gba release of links to the past they added a four swords like side game since you could mm-hmm. put it together um the the 3ds one is the what they ported to that and then they added a couple other levels based on other zelda games i think it was mm-hmm. nes wind waker and i don't remember what the third one was it might have been linked to the past no it wouldn't have been because that's what the main game is based on i don't remember um, but like they changed the art style, so you kind of match those. Uh, since it was, like, I think, the 25th anniversary of Zelda. Yeah, I remember I worked at GameStop at the time, and that was their big thing. They're like, you can play Legend of Zelda with your friends, and I yeah. was like, that existed before, but okay. Well, that one I did. <laughs> that one I did beat on 3DS because it was really easy. It was a free download. Friends mm-hmm. could just download it, and then we could just play it together. Yeah. While 
It was nice and simple. Um, yeah, I, I remember that. Oh my gosh. But I think this is a good segue into the underrated game I wanted to bring up, uh, which is Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Um, again, we <laughs> so mostly many wanted, good choices. Yeah, <laughs> we mostly wanted to play with buds. I know I played it with Kendall and us, my friends, a couple of times, but I ended up finishing that game solo. It was a similar thing where everyone had to have a GBA controller, um, and you know, so you had your own inventory screen and stuff. What was cool about the GameCube one is like they would split up like essentially the UI. Like one person had the map, and one person had like um, had like the inventory and stuff like that. So you kind of had to talk to each other about like where to go and what to do. Um, now this is something they did bring to the Switch, and I was really excited because I know Kendall and I yeah. wanted to play it. Uh, so we could finally beat this game and it's so needlessly complicated and such a pain to do like you can't, <laughs> oh, just, right. you can't just play it with each other or like it, it, it's insane. it took us like an hour and a half to figure out how to like play with <laughs> with one level that lasts like less than five minutes and then you're just done and then you can't just keep playing together like because it ties your progress whoever's like the game like whoever's oh. hosting the room yeah and then you can't so not everybody gets the gets like the so so to play progress. it with just the two of us we'd have to play it on beat it on mine switch who's hosting it play it on his then move on to the next level like it's just I was so much so more complicated bummed. like when when they first announced that that was coming to the switch i was like brilliant idea yeah what a great i know so many people that loved that like, game growing up again it was perfect because like again the switch everyone has their own screen and you could exactly. do it online, like you could just. Uh, it was so a no-brainer, and then it. Uh, yeah. They botched it so bad. I was so upset. Yeah. I was we, like, no, this game is so much fun. I'm still gonna play it solo, but this really sucks. We ended up yeah. having, we ended up pushing ourselves like halfway through it, and it's just like, eh, yeah. Stopped. I I did read something somewhere where like I think it was literally they, they took like the mobile port and just oh. ported it to the Switch, and that was it. Yeah, it was like they really didn't do a whole lot of work on it. I know it's like another thing that was exciting about too is like yeah, there was a mobile version that was free, but if you play it with someone who's got the full game, you could play the full game with them. So it's like yeah. oh, that might be easy. Like you know, Kendall's wife's not super into games, but if she could just play it on her phone. Together, yeah, just, you know, might just like pick fun. up and play easy. Yeah, you know, but, but can't even do that. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. <laughs> that sucks. I was really bummed about that. Yeah, but, but the GameCube version's fun if you can get it to going because you can just play the game together without any problem yeah. <laughs> you don't have to sit there and wait to connect and all this and, weird and even by itself like i beat that game i ended up beating that game by myself because i had it but like so again hard to get everyone over like yeah. occasionally get people to come over Same. but like not everyone brought a game game boy and stuff so it wasn't one you could play and there wasn't like there were, we were spoiled for choice for multiplayer games because we could just pop in smash brothers and mario kart you know but uh it was a good game and it deserves better than the switch port yeah, I totally agree. I, I feel like that. Um, I I know that it had some games that came out after the initial Crystal Chronicles. Like it still kept, I think, like some 3DS games or I yeah, correct me DS if I'm wrong. or something. Yeah, something yeah, like it was that. A DS one. Yeah, but then it was it again. It good. wasn't the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, was, it was weird. Yeah. It was weird. It wasn't the same feeling. Like I don't know. Like that. I felt like the the world that the first crystal chronicles took place in was like really cool i the whole concept was cool i loved it i i loved the boss designs like yes. so much the I was bosses like, were fun these are so yeah and yeah 
I find that that was like Final Fantasy Tactics too. Like the first one was great, and then yes. like everything else was just like really weird and unneed or unnecessarily complicated. <laughs> it's like every time they tried to do something cool with like the Final Fantasy series, the first game is always really cool, like the first concept, and then anything following that is like uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't want to make any Final Fantasy fans mad. But Sorry, uh, Final Fantasy yeah. fans. <laughs> I'm, Final Fantasy episode. Yeah, we'll, we'll do one. I have opinions on <laughs> we'll Final make, Fantasy. We'll I'm make sure. them out of time. Yeah, exactly. Then we'll get comments and views and stuff and, uh, you know, ride the algorithms a little bit, even though... <laughs> uh, um, maybe, because yeah, they just announced a new Final Fantasy game. We're getting off topic, but, like, we can probably sync something up with that. Release yes. or something. 16. 16. I'm very excited. I am pretty sure they just confirmed it's going to be rated M, too. Oh, boy. Oh, I'm very Uh-oh. excited. I don't know if I'm old enough to play. I'm, I might have I, to wait. I haven't really liked Final Fantasy in a lot of years. Uh, anyway. I'm the opposite. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm getting back into it. I've been out of it. Well, I've, okay. Growing up, I was really into it. I've been out of it for several years. Now I'm kind of weaseling weaseling my way back into it all right yeah. well if we do a final fantasy episode i'll give you guys a call um <laughs> cool. so katie what's one of your uh, underrated or underappreciated games well um i was also gonna say super mario sunshine but uh also command mission <laughs> yeah. um as far as underappreciated there's so many games that like I think are underappreciated that I'm like, wait, hold, hold on. That might actually be universal yeah. love. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's the thing. Like it's I was like naming things and I'm like, wait, no, I know at least 10 people who also loved this game, so I don't <laughs> Right? Like, so I guess if I had to if okay, so if I had to think back and really pick one, and I don't know if this really counts as underappreciated, but Soul Calibur 2. Oh, I love Soul Calibur 2. Like that yeah. game, I okay. So I, I was way into it because Link was available. That's as, why I picked it up yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, as a GameCube uh, character. But I think just again, it was like one of those experiences that, like, growing up, you know, I, I was always way into video games as a kid. Period. Like just like development and and you know the concept artistic concepts everything behind it I was just I was always into it as a kid I thought it was so cool that like each release had its own special character so like GameCube had Link I think Xbox had Spawn Xbox had Spawn and Hihachi was in the PlayStation 2 version Hihachi that's right and for some reason that fascinated me as a kid but like that game like by itself like I remember the arcade version was really cool because it was like you had to like go through this like dungeon and like each each room was like a different fight that you had to do and like it was like a different objective that you had to complete or something like that but just like the way that the game was set up like that really got me into like fighting games not like Super Smash Brothers but like Mm. you know like Soul Calibur Street Fighter Tekken or anything like that like that was like the first one that really got me into like actual fighting games like soul Calibur 2 is rad that oh, game was so much fun i love soul Calibur 2 i spent so much time in the adventure mode it came with was long that's what it was yeah it was like yeah. the adventure mode or whatever well, it's that, like different it like challenges so cool. across a map 
Mm-hmm. Like, so, the, so the matches aren't always necessarily about beating people. It's about doing certain other objectives too. Um, yes. Oh man, I spent so much time in Soul Calibur 2. I love Soul Calibur 2. And Link was, was so broken cool in it. Because they gave him like his... <laughs> he was. So they gave oh. him like his Smash Brothers moveset. And in Smash yeah. Brothers is all about knocking people out of the rings. And that's one of the ways you can beat the beat people. So he just I just so remember the one attack. He just literally would take his like his shield and sword like this and just... <laughs> just like one after the other. And that would like ring out every yeah. single time. And I was like, shoot, I- I'm like the best fighting game person yeah. ever. I felt it made me feel so I good. everything. Yeah. yeah, I was like, look at me. Yeah. I am the coolest. No, I will not play as anybody else, but like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I she's I did you all I did not main. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can say I mained Link, but I also liked Mitsuruki. I liked Tom. I eventually liked kind of most people. Yoshimitsu was my main. Oh, Yoshi, yeah, Yoshimitsu is great too. Um, I was a Maxi. Maxi. Yeah, Maxi. <laughs> oh, hello, Chucker, eh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, hello, Chucker. Uh, you know, one of the, oh, I also loved Nightmare. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, one of the cool things about it is like everyone had like unlockable weapons and they would change kind of like what you did. But like the for Link, it was all stuff from his games. It's like, and they all had a joke one, and his joke one was the bug net. And I thought that was the coolest. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. I remember there was like the big Goron sword, which wasn't as big as the big Goron sword. I think there was the magic sword from uh, Majora's Mask. Um, I always played with the Great Fairy Sword. Great Fairy Sword. Because it was the pretty looking one. Yeah. Yeah. It was purple. No, it was no, it was pink, purple, and green. And I was like, wow, that's the pretty looking weapon. I'm gonna play as that one. And that was like my main weapon every time. (laughs) It's amazing that the his main weapon, the master sword is like the most least special of all those swords, even though it's like canonically the most powerful sword in Zelda. Yeah, <laughs> um, that was like his main weapon or his default weapon. That's yeah. what it was. Um, but yeah, and it was cool. Like, you know, cause everyone gets the soul Cal- or soul edge or whatever as mm-hmm. the, as a weapon in it. So it's like really weird seeing Link with like this like horrific like eye monster weapon. Um, I thought that was so cool. It was cool that he had his other colors were like the different like tunics from Ocarina of Time um i don't know it was he was a fun inclusion but that was a fun game regardless of zelda being in it you know yeah, it was just like it was just cool it was like one of those games that you could like just easily pick up like very arcadey you yeah. could just pick it up and play it and put it down and like it was you know. brothers-esque and like that everyone kind of controls relatively similarly but like has mm-hmm. their own like quirks on it. it's like once you got the idea of like high and low attacks and like how to block them you were pretty much able to play anyone you wanted um versus like something like tekken which is another like 3d arena brawler which is much more like juggly and like technical um which is a little harder to get into or like god forbid street fighter we have to know like these ridiculous (laughs) command inputs and stuff which is why i never got into those games i would just mash them and maybe do something like cool if i'm lucky um yeah fighting games are it's a beast (laughs) that's why i tend to stick to smash brothers i understand that Plus, you get to play as all these cool Nintendo characters, and now just video exactly. game characters in general. Um, but yeah, who else has got an, an unappreciated game they'd like to bring up, real quick? I have one. I don't know if it's see, it's very appreciated in this realm, but I don't know if it's underappreciated as a GameCube game. Well, let's find out. Um, so I, this is one of the games that I have put the most hours into ever. And that is Harvest Moon, A Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. It is so good. I know like a- among Harvest Moon, like everybody pretty much universally thinks it's it's one of the best. Yeah, games. I would agree this, with that. Yeah. It, 
I don't, I don't know. I don't know many people who played it on the GameCube, but I also like don't know many people if that that type of game isn't their thing they're not going to play it mm-hmm. so i don't know if it's underappreciated but it's kind of the same thing as like the characters are insane <laughs> like <laughs> like i remember playing it and, like my dad sitting over my shoulder like reading the dialogue and he's like what are you playing <laughs> like there's a hippie guy sitting in a hut singing <laughs> this guy is asking you to bring him fish and he's a scientist there's a homeless man running around asking you for food and then like stealing things and just yelling gibberish. There's a Yeti in the woods sometimes. It's like, mm-hmm. it, sometimes. It, was, it was really fun because it was, there was of course like the progression with your farm and, you know, like the, the regular farming and, you know, having the different animals and stuff. But then, like, I felt like the side stuff and, like, the relationships you're supposed to form with the people was just, like, it was so much fun. And everybody had, like, likes and dislikes. So, like, you'd be like, oh, this person, if you want to marry this person in the end, uh, you give her flowers. But then this person doesn't like anything except for milk. (laughs) It's like... (laughs) It's just like, it was so bizarre. You're like, okay, I'm going to bring this person a tomato. They like them. This person only likes rocks. So, you know, whatever. But it was really fun because then it it was the same thing. So you had the progression with your farm going and then they would give you things to help out. Like I remember the big thing, uh, if you're into buying all the buildings and stuff was a seed maker. And Mm -hmm. um, because you could just uh use one fruit get a ton of seeds plant things make a ton of money and then that was kind of like that was your money maker but to do that you had to befriend a scientist and he was real weird and every time you walked in his lab he was like blowing something up or like it was it was just so much fun and I remember like every time a cutscene started I got so excited because I was like okay where is this going (laughs) I, I haven't played much of that game it is good um but uh I remember trying to one of the one of the women you can marry in it doesn't she like the daughter of like someone you can buy seeds and stuff from yeah i yes, remember trying to uh, get celia is yeah, the farmer's I remember daughter trying to get with her so i could get seeds yeah. easier <laughs> yeah i was trying to metagame romance yeah um, oh my gosh <laughs> but yeah. i never got very far in it but it's a cute game and uh concerning how sheer many hours i put into stardew valley uh, shows how yeah. much I like these kinds of games. I'm surprised. Yeah, I exactly. I like exactly. I've seriously played like 500 hours of that game. Like, me too. Yeah. <laughs> and I bought like the um. I don't. I guess they're like the story of seasons now. They're not Harvest Moon anymore. Yeah, they get really I, I got weird them. now. Like Harvest yeah, Moon, I got them for the, the DSs last, yeah. and stuff, and I I liked them, but like the the thing that was missing was like that bizarre story, and I just couldn't get into it. I was like, this is far too normal for my taste. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say like I was like no. <laughs> life seems like the last like, for lack of a better term, like normal Harvest Moon game. Yeah, like, they all got really yeah. weird about like the harvest sprites and making the earth happy. Like it got weird and like never. Yeah, it, it stopped really focusing on like the simple life kind of stuff that it. it, it yeah. Was the initial appeal. well? Yeah, because this was fun because it, it just felt like all that bizarre stuff was. It, it, it wasn't the main focus of the game but like you made it the main focus of the game then there was some like really sad stuff i remember being heartbroken when the old man's wife dies 
and then like every single day he's standing by his grave at the same time and he's like can you clean her grave and you're just like well i am 10 first yeah. of all <laughs> you're like i am second 10 of all, too deep for me <laughs> i have some uh rocks to go deliver <laughs> but it's uh, I, I love that game and it, they actually re-released it um it wasn't like remastered or anything just on the playstation actually the playstation 4 pretty recently you could buy it and a couple other ones in the store and i downloaded it and i played the crap out of it again and i was like oh, i love this game. did they have and to like as far as something for the re-release i don't think so i think that one was still wonderful life okay I remember there's some sort of like legal thing with like Harvest Moon being owned by another company, but the developers for a bunch of the games had to. Have well, been now that's why games. they're like the yeah. story of seasons, yeah, on the DSs and stuff. But yeah, but yeah, I love that game, it's great. So, Kendall, you it's got great. one, got another uh, underappreciated gem there. I mean, I, I'm running through, I do have one set aside, another Dreamcast game. <laughs> okay. um, Skies of Arcadia Legend, um, just a JRPG that kind of like takes the whole like, like in Final Fantasy, every game, the big moment is where you get the airship. And this is just about airships. And there's like traditional turn-based battles and, you know, you play as air pirates. So there's also like ship battles and you can like level up your airship. It's... It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. That game's cool. Right? Yeah, really I really cool. like Skies of Arcadia. <laughs> yeah. GameCube was, you know, Dreamcast was one of my favorite systems, but obviously a, a failure and very <laughs> underappreciated. So GameCube kind of like served as a second home for a lot of those gems. Yeah, it's the only thing that was missing. They never brought Power Stone over. It would have been perfect. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It would have been so good. Yeah. Also, the original Jet Grind Radio. That was... That would have been good, too. That was the best Dreamcast game. Skies of Arcadia, I I really wanted to play. It's one of the two Dreamcast games I own. I I bought a Dreamcast to play that, and we had Power Stone 1, which Power Stone 2 is the one that you should get because it's four players. But I remember I just couldn't get too far in Skies of Arcadia just because the Dreamcast is so loud and it loads. The load times are so bad. (laughs) <laughs> like I, I don't know how it compares to the dreamcast version legends in that regard um, i couldn't i don't know when the last time i played this was but um but yeah it's, it's one of those games i've always really great. wanted to get into it just looks so awesome oh yeah um yeah it's a really cool game yeah I had another un, uh, gem in mind, but I completely, you mentioned Harvest Moon and it completely fled my brain. Um, <laughs> now I don't remember what it was going to be. Um, but Katie, did you have another one potentially? Um, you know I what? I did. A little bit. I did. I'm, I'm also trying to jog my memory. Oh my God. It just popped out of my head. Okay, you know what? Out. Yeah. I do. Um, oh, it was one of the Tales games. Tales of... Oh, Tales of Symphonia? Symphonia. Yeah, that's a fun Tales game. Tales of Symphonia. That game, that was a really, really cool game. Um, I've. It was probably one of the 
first like true JRPGs that I really like, I guess, recognized as a JRPG. <laughs> I don't know. But um, I think the one thing that I, that I remember the most was that I remember it was on two discs. Like I remember the game was so mm-hmm. massive and I definitely didn't finish it. I did not get anywhere near the, the end. But I, I know I got onto the second disc at one point, but like, I don't remember. Yeah, Alexia, I, can't, I cannot remember the end of that game to save my life, if I even got there. <laughs> but I just remember like, I just remember the art style was really cool. And like, it was the first, like, I was like, oh my God, it's anime in a video game. I don't know why that was like the thought in my head. I don't ask me why, but it was just like one of those, it was again, one of those like experiences growing up that I remember like, wow, I like, I played this game. I don't remember playing this game, but I did. It was just, I don't know. It's one of those, like, I don't know if that makes any sense. If what I just said made sense, but. Nothing um, does make sense. For sure. (laughs) I really liked that uh, you could play the battles multiplayer in in Tales of Symphonia. Yeah, that was was the other part. Was that like, yeah, it was like that. It wasn't, it wasn't like turn-based. It was more like action RPG, I guess, is the right yeah, I get like it was turn-based, but you could move your guy around. Yeah, you could like, like run around and like your turn. Yeah, I think yeah, it was like, like more like um cool. active time battle, like more equivalent to that, but you could have positioning and stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's what it is. You, that's yeah. <laughs> My um, boyfriend just actually recently, um I say recent, like I know what year it is. This was probably like last year. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but he he went through the tales games and i remember him playing that and like almost every single day for for a month me being like oh what you playing now he's like still tales still tales <laughs> <laughs> for like a month straight and i'm just like what about now he's like nope still this one he's like i bought the next one but still still symphonia <laughs> oh my God. i remember I think- symphonia had a sequel specific to it yeah, somewhere down the line. You're yeah, I think right, it, was, it, it was on the Wii. I oh yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. What's called? Yeah. You're right, because I remember like seeing it, and I was like, "Man, I should pick that up." I really like Symphonia, and then I never. What's um? Is it is Berseria the later one or the earlier one? I know there's Bers- there's a uh, Tales of Berseria, Tales of Vesperia. There's, yeah. there's Tales a lot of. <laughs> There's, there's, there's many of it, but yeah, like Berseria and Vesperia, I think are like the later or like the more yeah. recent ones. There's, but, one, yeah. there's tales of something that begins with a Z for PlayStation Four. We just got traded in the store. I don't remember. Uh, there's a, there's a lot just of them. came out. Yeah, you're right. Too. There, there's a, there's a lot of them. There's a lot yeah. of them. He, he decided one day he's like, I'm gonna play the Tales games. I was like, Good luck. And he's yeah. just like, there's Years later, I'm there. still playing the Tales games. Yeah. <laughs> Well, now I remember. I remember what I wanted to bring up uh, before. Um, uh, so this might be cheating a little. Well, this is not because we're talking about like a bunch of games that have been remade for the GameCube. Um, but Alien Hominid was awesome on the GameCube. It was originally on Newgrounds, but the 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 GameCube version actually expanded, like made it like look like made it into a real game. Essentially, you could play it multiplayer, and they added like this uh, like little side-scrolling like like platformer like level. Uh, like side game but you could make your own levels and it was so great um my friend and i used to play it all the time and like 
we'd boot up the game and not even play Alien Hominid and just play <laughs> the PDA games. I can't remember what they're called. Um, they might have been. I remember Alien Hominid. Alien Hominid's great. The Behemoth, the developer of it, went on to make uh, Castle Crashers and Battle Block Theater, and mm-hmm. everything they make is awesome and so full of charm, and I love them. But it started for me with Alien Hominid. Oh my gosh, yeah. But yeah, so... Back when Newgrounds was big. <laughs> yeah, I remember playing in Newgrounds and being really excited when they had it on GameCube because I really liked it on Newgrounds. But it was short. Yeah, yeah. same. <laughs> um, cool. But yeah, unless you guys got any, uh, got any closing thoughts on the, the old GameCube? I think it was a... It has a handle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, has it does a have a handle. Yeah, do you guys ever bring Portable. it over? Do you ever bring it over anyone's house? Because like Mario Kart, you could do land stuff. Like all the time, yeah. I right. I brought mine everywhere. <laughs> I don't think I ever brought mine to anybody's house just because most of my friends also had one. That was the same boat. So we would yeah. chuck the memory cards in everybody's systems mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, call it a day. I remember um, uh, I had a friend really excited about the. Uh, wireless controllers for that oh the wave bird i still have two pair yeah yeah (laughs) i have two uh they are being held together by duct tape but they exist as long as they work yep (laughs) i would say those are bricks too yeah (laughs) it was probably it probably nothing it was the first uh wireless controller that was kind of worth a damn like yeah because they'd have exactly. ones before I remember that were like their... remote controller technology like you had to line them up yep. exactly i remember yeah. going to my friend's Bad. house and he yeah. he plugged it in and we were playing smash and he's like watch this and he runs down the stairs goes outside then standing downstairs playing and i was like of course kicking his butt because yeah. he can't see the screen <laughs> i was like yeah that's pretty cool down there like pretty neat he's like am i moving and i was like yeah you're still moving man i thought that story <laughs> was gonna end with him stuff. just dominating you outside of the house exactly <laughs> like he set up an elaborate series of mirrors ahead of time so he could see this right. oh my god <laughs> amazing but I think, and, and people still love that controller it's like the still huh? the you know, yep. the definitive Smash Brothers controller. They have to keep figuring out ways to put it into consoles so people, <laughs> you know, will can stop talking about it with Smash Brothers, yeah. you know? Yep. I love that controller. Yeah. I, I think, game, yeah, I see, I don't want to credit just with GameCube's PlayStation 2 was also one of its competitors, but like, that was really the era where like, I think modern gaming kind of became more what we know it as now. Um, sure just in like the general multiplayer focus. That's also when Xbox came out and when you could start playing games online. I know you could do it with the Dreamcast, but that's when it became more of like a defining feature for consoles moving forward, especially the the generation after this. It became like the selling point. Like that's when, you know, Call of Duty and like multiplayer shooters and stuff started getting bigger. Yeah. Because I remember Mm -hmm. playing Call of Duty on on GameCube with my brother um, back when it was just World War II series. Um. But yeah, I, GameCube is a really, really fun system. I, I know it underperformed at the time. Because um, yeah. I remember I remember people were like speculating at times like, oh, this is the end of Nintendo. They have this weird that doesn't play DVDs. It doesn't, it's got this weird. I remember that. Yeah, you know. Tiny discs. Yeah. Was, oh I my gosh, this. yes. They're <laughs> yeah. so tiny. <laughs> but like, I've always loved the GameCube. I've always had fond memories of it. Everyone I know that had it loves it. Like there's so many 
there's so many games we didn't even talk about. We didn't bring up any of the Pokemon games. We didn't mention yeah. Chibi Robo or Custom Robo or anything else with Robo in the title. Like, uh, there, there's, and there's games like we used to play, like, kind of, we used to play the Ninja Turtles games. Uh, oh, yeah. They weren't great, but they were fun, you know? Yeah. There, there were just like a ton of like yeah. solid games all around. Like, they had a lot of weird movie games on there that were actually pretty good. I remember I loved all the Harry Potter games on the GameCube. Yeah. They were, they were all really good. Like, Sponge- yeah, really good. The SpongeBob games <laughs> yeah. are very fondly remembered. They yep. just made one of them for some reason. Uh, yep. What is it? Battle for Bikini, Bikini Bottom? Bottom? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which oh my I gosh, yes. Those games because I was never into SpongeBob, but like, I oh, mean, that's, that's cool and random that that's still around, you know? Yeah, I, I love that that's still a thing. I, yeah. There's just something about it that's so cool. I don't know why. But yeah, I, did, I like I said, I, GameCube was just a really interestingly designed thing. Um, it, we could we didn't even talk about how you could screw in uh, at the bottom part and play Game Boy Advance games on it. You yeah. Know? The Game Boy Player. Yeah. yeah. No. You know, I use that all the time. <laughs> I wish yeah. I had one, but, you know, I, I didn't. I I'm, looking, I'm looking at my Game Boy Player right now. <laughs> looking ever so lovingly at it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I should really like, hook that up. Yeah. It's such like I was one of those, like, I don't know about you guys. I was one of those kids that like I had to have like I liked Nintendo because of how innovative they were. So like stuff like the Game Boy, I mean like I know that like Super Game Boy already had existed, but like the mm-hmm. Game Boy Player, when that came out, I was like forget it i was i was all i like life was made for me i was like yes i can play game boy games on my big screen tv i was all about it that's all i ever wanted well i think like that sort of thing does push consoles to even like and i know like there's a lot of stuff that hasn't worked for pretty much everything out there but i mean like you you feel very fondly about that sure (laughs) and like you know, other people are probably like, okay. <laughs> hey, I'm sure somebody loves the virtual boy, you know? Hey. Okay. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying I wouldn't put one on my shelf if I had the opportunity to have one. But oh um, as, some, as someone who's played the virtual boy back when it was new, and as an adult coming into the store, I'm like, man, this thing sucks. <laughs> it's bad. Um, uh, but I, I, I don't know. I think that effect just never worked properly for me in my stupid eyes. But, but yeah, anyway, I think we're going to wrap up this episode uh, a little bit. Um, thank you guys for coming out so much. Uh, I know off camera Morgan's been wanting to do a GameCube episode. So it just <laughs> happened to have a, a free week. I was I like, hey, let's it. do this. Uh, and I wanted to reach out to see how some of our other friends that haven't been on as much or I specifically know have had gamecube experiences with you know um uh, and you know of course like every up every week when we do this it's a lot of fun talking to you guys about uh you know whatever the topic of the week is um speaking of uh, if you're listening to this as it's come out i'm going to be taking the next couple of weeks off just for thanksgiving and the holidays uh, i will have some special audio presentations for you uh, next week we're going to be doing what i consider to be episode zero of the podcast for Free Comic Book Day Online, we recorded a uh, cartoonist roundtable is what I called it, uh, featuring Sean Finner and Ari Moreau and uh, Kendall's wife, Kayla. Um, so I'll be up. And then after that, I'll have our live game, uh, the tabletop game that we did called Dadlands, which also featured Kendall in it. 
Um, yeah. Special audio promotion. Sorry, Kendall. Of that. Uh, I didn't think about that. I was like, oh, I'm going to have him on for three weeks or someone related to him for at least three weeks in a row almost. But um, after that, we're going to come back. We're going to be talking Star Trek because uh, every time I want to do one of these episodes, my first uh, my first instinct is like, how can I do a Star Trek episode? Um, so uh, we'll be talking about that. Soon. Um, thank you guys so much for, for joining us, both as guests for talking to me about these things and listeners and viewers for listening and viewing this. Um, so until next time, be safe out there. Mm-hmm.